welcome to the 21 Soul Music Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this show, I'll be sharing some intimate interviews with musicians from around the world. In my role at Rope It Records, I have the wonderful opportunity to interview some of the greatest musicians in the world as I prepare for their release on Rope It I want to get some backstory. I want to understand the context and write a narrative about how they got to this place. Tonight on the show, Mr. Philip Lasseter, a.k.a. Filthy. Philip is the son of a Pentecostal preacher who witnessed great musicians traveling through, and Phil later found his way to Dallas, Texas, playing with and learning from the likes of Bobby Sparks, Keith Anderson, Jason Thomas, and more. Phil's understanding of the basics through piano led him to become an arranger, and his crowning moment thus far was arranging horns for the late great Prince Rogers Nelson. Phil tells the story of his winding path with purpose and the time Prince fell on the floor as if to say, you knocked me out. Let's sit back and listen to Mr. Philip Lasseter in his own words. I'm just going to, that's what editing is for. We'll go right back on. I heard the last thing you said about persistence and, and, uh, and talent. And it, it's really, it's really interesting. Also, I think, you know, I just want to add to that, that community helps a lot. You know, obviously if you, you know, you're talking about Bernard and, and the community of people that are supportive and, and uh, are sharing information and, and skill that, that, uh, that seems to be really helpful. Dallas, I think is pretty unique in that way. Um, and I think that's why so many great musicians are, uh, have, have been there and have, are coming from there. As well as the church, I would say, right? Good musical community. Oh yeah, yep, absolutely. And you know, you you can be as good as you want to be. You just gotta you gotta stay humble and stay hungry. Those two things, humble and hungry, you know. But growth is hard and and painful, and it's 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 painful to admit that. Well, I don't know something, or I, I can't play something. I, I don't have that, and it's uh, it can be. And then until you get into the practice of it. And then it becomes like, um, you know, a part of you, something you do and just admitting like, you know, <laughs> that you don't have something. And then, and then you can really, really grow, um, uh, and, and meet your potential. I'm, I'm still learning that lesson, man. It's like, you feel like after you play for a certain amount of time and you have a certain, um, certain accolades, accomplishments, you feel like, okay, well, do I have to keep admitting that? Well, if you want to keep improving, then you have to keep admitting that you don't know something yeah <clears throat> well said well said um so let's fill it let's fill in the years um so after dallas uh and and then lead right up to uh to to this new recording do you want to talk about any any key points in that period that that shaped uh yeah you know the last couple of years i was in dallas man i started to like really I was writing a lot writing a lot of songs and I I just I wasn't really a singer and I I was starting to sing my own songs and I I started getting like a real passion for it um and so I started playing around Deep Ellum and assembling musicians and these were like a lot of the guys that you know are playing are are very successful now like Mark Lettieri and and um the guys from Ghost Note and Snarky Puppy and uh and a lot of other others in the area funky knuckles you know and um and we were all playing around and i was starting to to cut my teeth um 
as a as a solo artist. And then um, I decided to move to Nashville, and I had already began the the, the first Filthy album, which is just self titled Filthy, and with a PH playoff my name. And um, I moved to Nashville for a fresh start, and um, I continued. I actually shelved the record for like a year and a half, two years. I, I didn't know if I would ever complete it. Um, and, uh, through Kirk Whalum, I met his son-in-law and his son-in-law was studying audio engineering at MTSU and he was doing his master's thesis and he offered to, uh, to mix my, and help me finish the filthy record and to mix it all. And it wouldn't cost me a dime because it was for his master's thesis. Nice. So, um, that's how the filthy record got made. Nice. And, um, yeah. And I, of course I continued on with, um, and that's where I was actually named filthy was in Nashville by a really good friend of mine, the mandolin player. He said, you're filthy, man. You're filthy. That's your name. That's, that's your name from now. <laughs> and, uh, it's it stuck. And so, um, uh, I moved after, uh, after a few years in Nashville, about four years, I, uh, decided to move to New York city and get another experience. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I continued on recording and, um, and, and performing live. Um, and I, I, I joined forces with Snarky Puppy again because they had moved to Brooklyn uh -huh. and we were, uh, and we were doing some work together. And then, uh, I made the dreams record, um, which was under my name, Philip Lasseter dreams. And then, um, <clears throat> one day I got a call and, and I was referred to Prince. And so, um, it was like my dream gig, you know? Um, wow. and so I went through a rigorous process of, um, auditioning for him it took about six months and then uh, i wound up putting together an 11 piece porn section for prince and i, I was the arranger uh, like i was saying earlier i would later be in situations where i needed to have a concept of harmony in the piano and prince would put me on the spot you know and with the 20 piece band he'd say voice this voice this chord out for all 11 horns and you're dealing with transposition and it it can be very complicated and um one time I voiced the chord out, you know, I had no piano in front of me, so I had to do it by ear. And of course, imagining a piano in my head, an invisible keyboard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, uh, I gave the, I gave the voice, the chord out for the horn section, told everybody what note to play. And he said, let's hear it. That was his common, common thing to say. He would say, let's hear it. And his low monotone voice. And then we hit the chord and Prince just fell on the floor. And just laid on floor like we had knocked him out. <laughs> wow! So that was, you know that experience was incredible, and um, and I I, I take a lot from it. <clears throat> and I just uh, I continued on um, <clears throat> recording, and I made um, my first trumpet album, which was uh, called Chill Mode, and it's like a hip hop trumpet record with featuring all these different producers like James Poyser from the Roots. Others, and um, and I uh, decided after the Prince thing kind of ended, I decided that it was time to make another move. So I moved to uh, so I moved to Los Angeles with my wife, and uh, we've been here for a couple of years now, and just plugging away, man. Um, I've been doing doing gigs with uh, the Isley Brothers and Queen Latifah. I was just doing a session over Eddie Murphy's house the other day, and so it's been it's been some really cool uh experiences already you know and then of course i formed the uh los angeles version of filthy which is a 14 piece band and um and we're going strong we're about to release 
The second filthy record is called Party Crashers. And now I have um, another singer that I've teamed up with. He's uh, an American Idol superstar from back in the day. His name's Elliot Yamin. And uh, he's one of the best soul singers I've ever heard. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, so we have this collaboration that we're putting out, this record, Party Crashers, and it's featuring him on lead vocals on almost every song. We've got Mono Neon all, all over the record. Jason Thomas, <clears throat> drummer from Snarky Puppy. Um, Robert C. Wright, Bobby Sparks, all the usual suspects, Keith Anderson. Um, and uh, Tommy Sims, as well as... Um, He's, Tommy's a super producer and songwriter. Tommy Sims and Charlie Peacock, another super producer. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's definitely my funkiest project. It's got a lot of heavy hitting funk. And uh, that's kind of the direction that I'm taking at this point. Is like, that's the music that I love and that I feel like I'm, I'm the best at making. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's definitely in the spirit of Parliament Funkadelic and Prince. and um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. We've got some ballads on there that are that are kind of remind you of After the Love Is Gone. Um, just it's feel good music, and it's got a good message. We have a song that's um, anti gun violence called Good Day. We've got a song that uh, kind of pokes fun at uh, the present administration. It's called Bump the Man. It's kind of a fight the power song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, but not everything is serious. Most of the music is. Um, is pretty lighthearted and fun and, and joyful. I, I mean, it feels like th- that's often the role. Uh, at least a lot of musicians seem to do this. You know, you take a good look at what's happening in the world and then turn it into something that people can enjoy. Have some have some space to just you know recognize it, but but also celebrate. Right. I mean, absolutely, man. We have to remember that we're we're alive right now. You know, so we might as well um, enjoy every every day, every moment. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I, I mean, I've heard. I'm, I'm lucky enough to get to hear the record beforehand. But for people that are listening, it's going to be out on July 6th, and pre-orders are coming up on June 8th. Party Crashers from Filthy, uh, featuring Elliot. I mean, I've, I'm. I'm really curious as to how you guys connected. Uh, you know, we connected through the a lot of a lot of my connections have come through uh, my experience with Prince, and we connected through a mutual friend that um, was with Prince for almost twenty years. His name is Morris Hayes, uh-huh. keyboard player with Prince forever. And um, Morris and I became good friends out on the road, and um, and then I was visiting LA, and I was actually crashing with Morris. Um, and um he he said hey you want to come play this i'm playing this benefit with this um this actor um you want to you want to come play and it's just like a charity thing you know and so i was like sure of course you know i'm here to to play and to meet people and so uh i show up in the band and elliot is uh one of the featured singers and i meet him nice guy and uh we're in sound check and then the guy just opens up his mouth and starts singing and I'm just blown away. And when the song ended, I looked at him just naive. I, I didn't know who he was, that he had been this major star, you know, on TV. And, and I looked at him and I was like, man, you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> like you're really good. 
And, you know, most people in his situation might have looked at me like, uh, do you know who I think I am? You know, <laughs> and um, and he just looked at me and smiled and kind of chuckled and was like, oh, thanks, man. Thank you, bro. You know, he's really he's a humble guy, man, even though he's absolutely one of the best um, on the planet. And uh, so we that's how we met. And then what happened was I was trying to get back to L.A., but my wife and I needed a place to crash when we were in town. We weren't really ready to commit to, to a move. And Elliot has a beautiful home in Van Nuys, or I'm, I'm sorry, in Sherman Oaks, um, you know, because he had a big, a big single with Stargate. And so he was able to buy a, buy a home uh, with that one hit. And um, he has, you know, five bedrooms or something. And someone had told me, hey, you know, he's, if you're looking for a place to crash, you know, you might talk to him. And, and we had met on this gig. And, so I hit him up and, and we wound up basically renting a room out of his house for on and off for like a year and becoming really good friends. And then that led to writing songs in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. and um, and then we took these songs and <clears throat> we weren't sure what we were going to do with them. And then I started working uh, last year, I started working on this this filthy record. And and I, he would always come to my shows here in L.A. And, and get up and sing a song with us. And I was one day it just hit me. I was like why don't you just ask Elliot to join the band and start performing these songs that you guys have been writing? Cause they're, you know, they're, they're very filthy, <laughs> so, you know? Um, and that's kind of how it all started. And uh, it's just becoming such a beautiful thing. And yeah, the, the record's out on July 6th. We're going to be doing a big, uh, two big shebangs. Um, in Nashville, we're going to be doing a release party on the 1st of Ju July at the Five Spot. And then in uh, in L.A., we're going to do a big release on the release day, July the 6th, at the Mint in Hollywood. So yeah. pretty excited. Beautiful. I want to come out. Or maybe, maybe. You should. Be good. I, I'm, just a little side question. Is, is, is Mars Hayes related to, related to Prince? No. Um, he is just a musician man that that stood the test of time and he was like the only one that it lasted that long from what i'm told because because we just put a record we, we just put out the john l nelson record uh prince's dad and and lewis hayes uh drummer did, did the music uh and it turns out that's he's prince's cousin so i was just wondering if they were related so. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about uh, Prince relatives just like uh, appearing, surfacing like crazy. Uh, but I, I didn't know much about that before. There you go. Well, man, this is exciting. Uh, Phil Lasseter, thank you so much. Looking forward to this record coming out. Um, is there any last thing you want to say what people need to think about when they're listening to this music? Man, just have fun. Enjoy it and tell somebody. And we're coming to your city only a matter of time all right phil lasseter thank you so much appreciate you thanks lewis take care now well that's our show for today thank you for listening to the 21 soul music podcast if you like what we do please subscribe you can find us on mixcloud and you can go over to youtube and find our video series as well we're also available on stitcher itunes and wherever else podcasts are found a uh, big shout out to our producer, Mr. Nick Perry. Our show is recorded in East Philadelphia at the Ropadope Room. 
want to say thank you to musicians who contribute music to the world and to this podcast. And a big thank you to those of you who have taken the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.